Welcome to episode six of the Listening Circle. We are still quarantined and we're halfway through 2020, possibly heading into the worst half, depending on how everything goes. Um, but we figured it'd be a good idea since we're halfway through to go over some of our favorite albums of the year so far. So without further ado, I'm Elias, your host, and um, everyone say hi when I say your name. We have Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Grant. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and we have Dante. Hello. I think that summed up 2020 pretty much. Jackson's <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I like yeah, how you I mean, say, uh, oh, yeah, it'll be the, the worst half or the better half. What if there is no other half? What if this is just it, you know? <laughs> that is an option certainly yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, trump could just decide to like just kill everyone right <laughs> i mean he's already yeah. kind of doing that big big fireball time you know i'm yeah. sorry did i fuck up this intro <laughs> not at all i think okay. we improved it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we're here but to talk anyway, about music that's true and hey honestly the best thing we have going for us is the fact that we, we still have music right that's what's yep. gonna carry us through these dark times. Yeah, um, so. but music and friends. Yes, yeah. music and friends. Well, fuck friends. Um, but... <laughs> well, if you do fuck friends, be sure to communicate about it so that way Ooh, things don't get yeah. complicated. <laughs> pro yeah, tip better meet you. Our, our top pro tip from the listening circle, guys. <laughs> Write it down. Communication um, is key. <laughs> Um, so quick announcement before we get into things, uh, we now have a subreddit, uh, if you go to r slash the listening circle, uh, I still need to open it up so that people can post. It's been, um, uh, locked down just as I sort of figure everything out. Um, but we're also, I've also been working on a discord bot that will, uh, automatically post all the songs that we share in the discord server to the subreddit. So people can carry on conversations and stuff. Uh, which is also going to have a leadership uh, leaderboard um, feature. So the top voted songs get like special rewards and stuff. So it's going to be super exciting. Join the Discord server, join the subreddit. Um, and, you know, we all know that you're lonely sitting at home. That's why you're listening to a podcast. So you can hang out with people, right? Or feel like you're hanging out with people. But what better way to it's hang out with people than out. in our music focused Discord server? So that's going to be in the description. And, um, I figured we'd get started with some of our personal picks for um, uh, albums that we liked this year. And then after that, we're going to get into our main three that we wanted to discuss that we voted on. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Dante. What were your picks for uh, your albums that you liked this year? Are we going for both or are we going to do one? Yeah, just go ahead and give us both of them. Okay, well, I would say my first, uh, which I thought we were going to talk about for sure on this one, was uh, Bob Dylan's Rough and Roddy Ways. I thought for sure we were going to pick that one, but we didn't. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's Dylan's first album since, I think, 2012, so almost in a decade. And to me, anything post-90s Dylan kind of sucks. Like, everything... <laughs> like, I've, I've tried... I'm a, I love Dylan. I'm a big Dylan fan. I own Blonde and Blonde, Blood on the Tracks, you know, all the great albums that he's produced. But I just couldn't get into any of his like newer shit. It was all just kind of like bland to me. It had none of that like kind of like early hurricane era, maybe even pre hurricane era where he was talking about killing fascists and shit like that. I couldn't get into that. But with this new one, I actually really, really, really deeply went into it. And there's because there's like a 16 minute track on there on the last one. And he's like, like, 
it's word association, like beatneck poetry. And it's, you know, and they're, they're not really metaphor. I mean, there are metaphors within the song, but it, he, he, every word he's saying, he's saying up front. He's not trying to sugarcoat anything. He's not trying to hide anything with hidden meanings. I mean, there are certain lines in there about it that really say those things. But he really deeply, like, just says it all right there. He just lays it on the table, and I love it. I love it. And it's 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 kind of really, I think, his best in a long time. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And it's definitely, I think it's better albums. I definitely give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Fantan, I'll give it a a four to a light five he said it wasn't like anything like his uh it's not it's not into like the mystic sage era of like how bowie and cash did with their last albums but he definitely said it's probably his better writing he's ever done uh like he agreed with me on that aspect about anything post 90s kind of sucks so i i appreciated a lot of the album it was definitely something really heavy and definitely really personal and then I would say my second album uh, for this year was very, I think, is the best album of the year, in my opinion. Uh, or my, at least my personal album of the year. And I'm going to fuck up her uh, name and her album's name. And it's sad because I'm Spanish. I'm Cuban Spanish. And, and her name is, she's from Cordova. Her name is Maria Jose Alegro. I'm pretty sure I fucked that up. And her album's name is uh, Sanacion which means healing. And I'm pretty sure I fucked that up too. We're all white. Um, we can't tell. <laughs> it sounds all the same. Yeah, I, I won't correct you, buddy. Don't worry. I know. I know this group won't. Coco but there's probably Estos, some... Uh, Maria. <laughs> Burrito, please? Yeah. Yeah, nah, you're good, dude. Okay. But it's, she's a flamenco singer from Cordova. She's, and she has like this modern flair to it. So it adds like modern elements of uh, of you know mainstream industries but also keeping the traditionalism alive and i really enjoyed that aspect and it had a lot to say and rolling stone apparently described this album as like a, a genre of music that's so insincere about spain's history and also just history about colonialism in general than any text any textbook out there in most cl history classes and history books and you know things like that so and i honestly went into this album not knowing anything about her not knowing anything about the the style or blend of music she does or anything anything and i don't speak spanish even though i should because again cuban spanish and i didn't understand the lyrics but the lyrics it had a lot to say for sure but at the same time it impacted me it, it, it hit me hard it hit me in such a way that i like it transcended the language barrier like i understood what she was trying to go for in her in her in her in her themes and the messages she was trying to write within the album and especially me who grew up around uh like all this kind of flamenco music because to me flamenco music was something like very similar to like the gypsy kings you know like old spanish men with beer bellies and wayavetta shirts you know with pomade filled hair and they stink of like really cheap cologne but it sounds but it was really expensive anyways and they're strumming the fucking guitar like fucking madmen that's the kind of flamenco shit i grew up on it's a great album. Check it out. I think it's the best album of the year. No one voted on it because no one heard it, and it's great. Check it out. Maria Jose Larego, Sanacion, Healing. Nice. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. That sounds good. <clears throat> uh, Grant, what did you uh, did you have anything that you wanted to shout out? Yeah. Um, I didn't. Um, is it okay if I just talk about one album? Because the two totally that fine. I would pick would be RTJ4 and um, the one I want to talk about um 
but mm-hmm. uh, we've already talked about <laughs> RTJ4. We all yeah, that's why it wasn't in the poll. I figured. Like, yeah, 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 it's good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to it if you haven't. Um, but the album I wanted to talk about, I hadn't heard it, and I hadn't heard anything about the um, artist um, uh, Uman Umon by Slift. Um, mm. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's one of those. It, for me, it seemed like one of those albums that you can just kind of like lay back and listen to, or like like do something hypnotic where you're not really like directly listening to the music. Like I listened to it when I was driving around at night, and I don't know. I just really like the whole feel of the album. It kind of reminded me of um, Sleep's Holy Mountain, and I'm a pretty big Sleep fan. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah really big fan of that and um uh whoever suggested that thank you because it gave I think it was me, josh yeah it gave me a new artist to check out because that that's some good shit in my humble opinion <laughs> and then that's yeah. all i have to really say i mean i liked um tame impala's new album okay uh but lost in yesterday off of that album is one of my favorite songs of the year but that's not an album that's a song so <laughs> cool cool uh, what about you, Jackson? Well, for me, um, I've recently been getting way too into doom metal this whole quarantine Never season. A bad thing. And so the first album I'd like to shout out is, um, well, the band name is In Aedem Agede. Probably butchered that. And the album's Canto 3. It's Italian doom metal. And it is good. It has like this almost like gothic feel, but I don't even know how to describe it. It's just almost like an opera. And it's really good to have these great, like, epic. It's like epic doom, if you can call it that. Yeah, that's the first album I like to shout out. And just Italian doom in general is really underrated. And then my second album is, um, I forgot her name, but no, Jessie Ware, is that her name? Hey, that's What's the one we're going to talk about later in our episode, so. Save your thoughts. Oh, okay, sweet. We'll do. <laughs> cool. Um, and then I had a couple uh, that I wanted to shout out as well. Um, there's a, a metalcore band from the UK called Loathe, um, and they made an album. Um, what was it called? It was like a long, annoyingly long name. But um, they made an album that was pretty good. I hadn't heard of them before, but a uh, lot of super heavy downtown downtuned uh riffs a lot of breakdowns um some deftonesy atmospheric parts too um and overall just like a banger album i did think that the flow in some parts of the album like wasn't the best uh in terms of like blending everything with each other because there's so many different parts to the album so many different styles that they're doing but i think they did all the styles really well and uh, there were a lot of standout songs um and so that became part of my uh doom eternal playlist because i've been playing a lot of that game lately and it's like fucking goes hard um and then my other pick was by um uh a side project of an electronic musician i follow named Amon tobin uh and the project is two fingers the album is called fight 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 um and it's he's known for like doing more like kind of cinematic experimental uh style of music 
and this project of his is more like dance heavy more kind of like upbeat in your face like almost industrial kind of like really heavy dance bangers and uh it's awesome because it has all of his like sound design that he's known for um but it's it's like super makes you want to like get up and uh move around it's really well done album and he's done a cool um he does cool live shows too i saw him uh, in la a couple years ago uh, under this project so definitely check those out um and yeah so now we can get into uh our main thing and then of course like you know obviously all of us uh uh like grant which shout out rtj4 go check out that podcast episode if you haven't already um super relevant album to uh, our times and so yeah i figured we'd we have three that we want to go over um the three are um thundercat uh king cruel and jesse ware and so i figured we'd go through them in that order uh starting with thundercat um so this was one that we all listened to together uh last weekend and um well let's just open the floor what what did you guys what were what were our general thoughts on it um i really liked it um yeah i mean thundercat is is a musician that i always really like listening to um I don't know. Like, I I feel like his stuff is generally like I I don't think he mixes it up too much in terms of his style. I might not be entirely correct in that, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he provides like a very reliable, fun, kind of easy to listen to sound. Plus, his bass lines are awesome, which is oh, yeah. a killer, huge plus for me. Yeah, Thundercat's super talented. Um, he's been playing bass for a while i know he he was kind of in that same group with like um like flying lotus and uh kamazi washington like they all sort of collaborate on a lot of stuff together um and so i think that's how i found out about him a while back um and yeah i agree i love this album i I think it's like his probably his most consistent album yet um a lot of cool like r&b funk stuff going on um definitely kind of a throwback but um, i love that durag song yeah the uh yeah what was it called dragon ball durag um, yeah dragon ball durag that yeah that song is awesome and the the um lead lead into that song is also pretty hilarious um, i mean the whole hooks and leads into that song are just not song that album is just it's killer it's yes. just it, it sinks you in from the beginning and Mm-hmm. And I know I sound like a broken record on every episode because I'm, cause I'm always like, I don't know these artists very well. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I don't. I think that's the fun experience with every time we do these podcasts is I don't know these artists very well, but I hear the songs and I get into a new thing and I'm discovering new things along the way. And it's such a new experience for me each time. Mm-hmm. And listening to this album with you guys was really like just it was it's like definitely like a like like an old school 70s like slow jam making love date night kind of song, like <laughs> album and i love love fucking albums like that because like those are songs i can play around women that won't scare them <laughs> off because majority of my taste women don't like <laughs> um so i have to like really find music that like i can play around my wife and she'll be like yeah i mean my wife has similar taste towards me but not one we're making out <laughs> um, <laughs> Talking about uh, songs we'd like to do things to, a uh, funny thing off of um, the album. It's got like that bass line that go like it's very repetitive and it's very nice. And I don't know, it's a fun song to dance to when no one's looking, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good danceable songs on there. Black Qualls was another highlight for me. 
um just because that was super like there's some songs in this album i think dragon ball durag was the other one that are just like super groovy and super funky and like make yeah. me think of like james brown and those are probably my my favorites of this album that's where i think it shines a lot of cool bass uh um things the bass solo on unrequited love was cool um and i liked a lot of the synths as well um i the whole like the thing that i like about albums that are sort of throwbacks to old styles is that like the production is usually so much cleaner because it's a new album and we have like newer technology and so that's something that like makes me kind of almost prefer like the revamped like versions of of old genres and styles is because they just they sound really nice you can hear all the different instruments shine through and um we have just have access to like every tool in the book you know so yeah um is that all we have to say on that one jackson what do you think Oh, I don't think I was there for the session on last week, so I don't think I have too many comments. Okay. Um, cool. Let's move on then. So we have King Cruel with... Is it King uh, Cruel or King K. Rule? I know, no, King right? K. Rule is the Donkey Kong character. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a Donkey Kong character, but I thought like maybe like he named it after that because he was like a fan of the, the game or something. No, it's, it was actually... That was one thing I looked up to. He, it's totally unrelated. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, he's never played um, Donkey Kong then. Project. Yeah, I, honestly, it might have had like a subconscious uh, thing on him where he like doesn't know that that was an influence. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, so King Cruel, uh, he's like kind of hard to describe his music, but it's it's very like I've heard it described as art rock and like post punk and just very like kind of like moody, emotional, like um, but also like very subdued kind of like guitar music um and yeah funny thing is i initially thought he was a rapper because uh the <laughs> first my first introduction to him uh like four or five years ago was um on he did a, a feature on one of my favorite uh rap albums uh called so it goes by rat king um and he did like the chorus in one of those songs and so i had no idea who he was but he did a like pretty killer um chorus for that song um and so i just assumed okay king cruel he's a rapper but i didn't really check him out until this album dropped um but um yeah so as far as this album um i really liked it a lot i think some songs it definitely had high points and low points for me uh like i think we can all agree stoned again was a pretty phenomenal song mm -hmm. um, yeah that was, that was really well done yeah and i just i love the guitar work on this whole thing i think it's it's very like vibrant and uh, a lot of emotions going on um but also just very um like diverse there's a lot of different uh styles uh like comet face kind of had like a punk feel to it uh which was different from this you know the second half of the album which was more like psychedelic and vibey and jazzy and atmospheric um but yeah overall I, I think this is one of those albums that like you know i can put on when i'm walking i can put on when i'm doing work and I can also just sit and like focus on it, you know, and in all of those situations, it, it works really well. It reminded me a lot of uh, like kind of like Pink Floyd's like concept albums, like how the wall or dark side, how like it had from beginning and had a theme and it had an overall like tone that it, it adhered to and it flowed just seamlessly. And if I really, like you were saying, like, I didn't know really how to describe it, things like that. I think the way I would, I'm personally me. I the way I think I would describe it myself is probably um 
like if Pink Floyd, The Clash, and like British hip hop with like Vaporwave had a fucking baby, this would be it. And because when I, I, even though we listened to it on the the thing last week, I sat in my kitchen later uh, and had coffee and ice cream, which is a weird fucking combination. And I just sat there listening to the album like just dreaming off into space and i felt like that was the perfect fucking like music to it because it was just it felt like i was just like floating floating through the void and i was just like and i was just letting it feel through me and it's just like the guitar like like you said the guitar tones it has like this dreamy kind of like vibrant sounds and it has like all these themes and messages and music and themes and messages for movies i can get themes and messages depend on the movie and things like that but with music i it completely goes over my head but like this i felt it from the, the get-go and I, I just it felt so personal listening to this album and i i really enjoy music that really speaks to you personally like like you only it was meant only for you like only you meant to listen to this album and i love music like that because it just it just makes it so much more of an experience for yourself and it allows you to really like divulge into something deeper and i and i love it and i loved it from beginning to end and just his whole tones and i really love that song um oh shit i lost it um definitely with you on the concept album uh yeah alone omen three i really fucking love that 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 was trippy as fuck Mm -hmm. so yeah it was it was definitely and like i said it sounded like a broken record Never hearing the artist. I think also never hearing the artist also gives me an, an advantage. Not an advantage, but like, I wouldn't use the word advantage, but some kind of experience where you're just like, you have no pretenses about this person. You have no thoughts about this person. You just kind of like, it's like being a baby and listening to something for the first time, going like a virgin totally new into something and just experiencing it from that aspect. Yeah, I also um, really enjoyed it. Um I actually have to listen to it a little bit more, I think, um, because, I don't know, I kind of have the opposite situation of uh, what Dante has going on, because I've actually been a little bit of a fan of King Cruels for a while. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, thirteen or uh, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, but the ooze wasn't something that was as good. But I've, I definitely agree that this album is one of those things that just sucks you in. You're definitely like super attentive while it's going on, and you're able to just kind of like go into that headspace. Yeah, it's very meditative, I think. Yeah. Um, it kind of pulls you in, like, yeah, like Dante was saying. Um, Jackson, did you, have, did you have any thoughts on this album? Uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking about what, what Dante was saying, about, like, the whole, the void, and upon, along, the, along the way, like, the void feeling like kind of a nice place to be right now. I'm probably going to listen to it some more after this podcast, because I, I really love that psychedelic stuff. Like psychedelic yeah. rock stuff. That's when it gets emotional too. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of like the like for me. That's like the incentive to listen to music is it's like puts me in tune with my own emotions. And so, like, the more emotionally layered something is, usually the more I end up liking it. Which is why I really liked this album. The best albums take you to a different place. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. Okay. So now we can get to um. Uh, which was the best of, album. Yeah, <laughs> probably our, our favorite, uh, it seems like, that all of us agreed. Um, the uh, Jesse Ware, What's Your Pleasure? Um, and this album, um, 
it kind of it is amazing how just how much it like lets you like relive the disco era um so jesse ware is a uh, pop artist primarily um and her music has always had like callbacks to earlier genres and things like that um but this album kind of like went all in on that and was very like very groovy very disco and um i personally loved every second of it um what did you guys think yeah no i definitely agree i've jesus christ i fucking sound like stupid jeez i've never heard you before <laughs> um i hadn't either by the way yeah, well, I mean, I don't, sorry, I didn't even yeah, know. Like first exposure was, her. Well, apparently, she's on the Fifty Shades of Grey album. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, then, then I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, like I was reading, like I hate quoting other reviewers because it makes me sound like I don't have my own opinions. I have my own opinions. I just like reference. It's like when you write an essay. It's like, well, if you refer to this book and it says this, and I would like to form my opinion based on that opinion. Well, the great um, thing about doing a podcast and not an essay is that you don't have to cite your sources. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm blindly following my opinion. There's plagiarism <laughs> happening on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what in the what <laughs> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, no, Fantano was, because I was, he, this is where I got the information from, because Fantano was saying that, uh, like, her previous works was not as good good it was kind of like yeah. it was very poppy it was very it, it, like if like you said it divulged into different genres but she didn't really fully commit to those genres she kind of like modernized it in a sense but this one i felt like i honestly could not tell the difference i was listening to like a modern album it honestly felt like i was listening to disco and like say studio 54 back in like 78 like the era my dad grew up in like my dad grew up like listening to disco he was a cuban dude in miami you know that was like all the rage and things like that um, you know, he even went to a Metallica concert in a disco outfit because he was really going to go to the disco. And then someone's like, I got Master of Puppets tickets. You want to go? It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and he's, but he's, he couldn't have time to change. And he's wearing like uh, a full Canadian tuxedo with like a gold chain, fucking cologne galore, mullet. Uh, he's got like the fucking, the Cuban heel on and shit. And he's at this fucking concert, like raging in the pit, fucking full Travolta Saturday Night Fever style. <laughs> uh sounds like yeah i should what sounds like a good fit the good that sounds like a good fit <laughs> yeah i sent it to my dad and he really liked it. Bro. They're gonna be back, bro. so i i really enjoy the album i enjoyed every song on the album i wrote in my notes somewhere and i can't find it for some reason uh which one was my favorite song because i am terrible at remembering tracks but i've listened to this album i think like the least 15 times and i can't stop listening every track is so groovy it's so fun it's so vibrant i i, I love her her melodies the the synth harmonics you know even just the 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 even some of the choruses got like got me in my head you know just like the, the, like what's your pleasure song itself is so good and ooh la la even uh even even in, in your eyes or step into my life they're just great and they just i don't know i don't know the whole thing I, I can't really specify what i love about the album i think i just love the album as a whole and everything about that keeps me grooving keeps me moving and keeps me want to like reminisce it to that time even though i never lived in the 70s with disco it honestly makes me feel like i was in that era of like donna summers and all that shit so yeah 
Yeah, if we could like travel back to the seventies, but without all the racism, like I'd be totally down. If they're playing music <laughs> all like this, the, all the party. without all the racism and homophobia, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, what was uh, what were your what were your thoughts, Grant? Um, I really liked it. Um, it's definitely all the things that Dante said, but saying ditto is easy. Um, anyway, but <laughs> it's it's really good. Um, I really like uh a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of really good bass lines on this album as well. I feel like which was pretty cool. And that kind of reminded me, um, I think it was Elias that was saying that like one of the cool things about albums that try to do like a throwback, but like now like is that they have better production when we were talking about uh Thundercats album. And I think that kind of applies to this album as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jackson, what were your thoughts on Jesse? Where I know you really liked it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was really caught off guard with it. I started listening to the Shuffle on YouTube playlist. And at first it started off, I was like, okay, this is is pretty good. It sounded like a bit repetitive and generic at first. My first couple of tracks, which I'm not sure exactly what they were because it was on Shuffle. But once I got really into it, it just, it went up from like a six to like a high eight, low nine for me. Because it was just, it just got me off guard and it took me to a different place. Yeah, I think my favorite track was the final track. Remember where you are. Um, I one thing that I'm a sucker for is just like really solid, well put together album closers that like close out the album super well and like wrap everything up. Um, oh yeah, yeah. This song just had like the most wonderful like vocal harmonies. It was so like grandiose and like almost kind of heartwarming because it was like a, a little bit of a slower song but still danceable. And yeah, I feel like it just wrapped everything up super nicely. But yeah, I really don't think there were any bad songs on the album. There might have been like one or two that I was less crazy about than the other ones. But other than that, like just like insanely consistent quality throughout, I think. Yeah, but even the like the songs that weren't like as strong, it still flowed with the yeah. album. At least. Like it didn't make it feel like a drag. It just made it feel like, oh, well, this is this is a nice track and that's it. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's like, cause I've listened to albums where like, oh, this is a great album, and they have like one song that just drags the yeah, whole thing skip down. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh. and that's the thing. I never wanted to skip any songs on this album, even like the weaker songs. I was like, they're good. They're not my favorite, but I, I definitely like them. Yeah, I I do remember. Yeah, I wish I had written down which one it was, cause there was one song that was like a little bit more like. Uh, and it was a good song. It just wasn't completely my style. It was, it was like kind of like just a lot slower um, that I, I remember thinking like, okay, I'm not as into it. But um, but even even those kinds of songs are like, I can still tell that it's like extremely well done. And if you're into that style, then it's like perfect. Um, but yeah, I loved the vocals. I think that like, that's one thing that I... Um, I tend to not focus on vocals as much, uh, just being an instrumentalist, but, um, I think that the vocals were kind of like the, the cherry on top for this album. Um, yeah. And yeah, the synths, the bass lines, um, everything is just like, it was, it was a throwback, but in the modern era and it was like, it's so perfect. Um, definitely one of my favorites. Whoops. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Any any other thoughts anyone wants to throw out? Because I think we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon. Um. I, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I was just wanted to shout out. Uh, uh, read my lips is might be my favorite song at this point, but there's a couple songs on here that I haven't listened to yet. So. 
Okay. It's kind of hard to say which one's my favorite favorite. It's just so many good ones. And like, yeah, and I, same. I, I can't dance for shit. This album makes me want to like dance. This makes me want to like groove. It makes me want to like, I like dancing to look like an idiot. Sure. Cause I can't <laughs> dance. Cause I know I can't dance, but I don't, and I don't really like jump at the opportunity to dance, but if, but this album makes me want to jump at the opportunity. If I heard this in a club, and I and I hate going to clubs, but if I heard this at a club and this play it started playing, I'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm dancing." Oh, if there's a club playing this music, all four of us are going. I don't care about the band. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah we're starting a march. <laughs> yeah, my wife would probably play something similar to this. She didn't love this album, but then again, she didn't really listen to it all that much, so maybe she'll give it a different ch- another chance. But she she plays music very similar to this, like very. She likes disco a lot. She loves disco. She, her her gripes with most modern music is like just just if you're gonna play like a style of music from a, the past, just play it like that. Don't modernize it. And I'm like, babe, that's how music progresses. Like no. So, but she would play she would play shit like this, similar to this, not this exact album, because I don't know if she. I ha, I think she has to grow on her first before she can really enjoy. It, but just yeah, tell she her plays that it's actually like this from she, the 70s, and then she'll like it. Uh, I I should have done that first. I said it's disco, and she's like, "It's post disco." I'm like, "It's the same thing." No, it's not. <laughs> post disco. Well, it's more like this. No, it's not. No, 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 no. I love my wife. Don't Is that your me. British accent? That's my attempt at a British accent. I can do a better one, but I'm not gonna do it now. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was definitely a banger of a track and. Uh, I hope she makes more music like this. I hope this is like the genre she sticks to, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to top this, right? I mean, where can she really like go from here? She can do like if she does the same, if just she does just like a part two of this album, I'd be totally down. Um, I'm so down for that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't know how far you can go with that. So there would have to be like some switch ups here and there. But but still, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we got this album. I yeah. basically the only reason I bring that up is because I never like when I when there's an album that I like I never try to get my hopes up for the next one because I've been let down so many <laughs> times. But um, yeah, I don't I don't really like. I mean, I know we just compared like previous albums to the artists, um, but I don't. I'll critique it as an individual first, and then I'll see where it holds up against the other ones. But I like I, I hate critics. They, like there's critics who like even towards movies, or art pieces, or just anything. They'll like they review it, going, "Oh well, it wasn't as good as that." I was like, "Okay, but review it as its own thing, and then say it at the end. Don't start that off with like, oh, it wasn't as good as his first album, bro, and it was better in '78, but not as bad as the '79." I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You have to like, because each art piece exists as its own thing, right? If you go into yeah. it with expecting something, then you're already going to be like in the wrong mindset, in my opinion, or at least not in. Uh, no, I totally agree. Mindset. Yeah, I think that's I think everyone should have that mindset because I was just discussing with this with some of the, somebody earlier, like they were saying, like, I hate this top 10 list they put together. And it's like, well, top 10 lists suck because like literally unless it's like your own personal preference on things and say it like that but if you say it's the best it's it's stupid because you're reviewing it all clumped together of the artist's work rather than reviewing it as individual comparing the work side by side rather than as the work itself and i and i don't like that Mm -hmm. all right well cool that's does those are our 2020 top picks uh, I feel bad that Kayla couldn't be here to shout out the Taylor Swift album that came out two days ago but Taylor Swift album there you go (laughs) yeah there we go we did it for what's the name of that album it is called Folklore. It's actually not bad. 
I don't know. I can't get anything to Taylor Swift. No, but it's different than her previous one because it's less pop and it's it's. Well, I mean, she has it in the title. It's literally like more folk, uh, kind of mm. like, um, almost indie kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, it's it's very soothing. Yeah. The um, um the only thing that I've heard about this album, I haven't listened to it. Maybe I will. Um, I'm in a Sufjan Stevens group, and it, someone compared it to one of his albums, Carrie and Lowell. And a bunch hmm. of people were mad, and that was pretty fun. Nice. That's the only happy. thing I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, cool, 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 um, that's um, our do show. Do we have any albums oh. we're looking forward to? Or? Yeah, let's do that. Um, albums we're looking forward to. I know that... Um, Metallica has a new one coming out soon. I don't care. Yeah, same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brutal. Mean, nothing, nothing exists after you mess with puppets. Yeah, I mean, have you heard the their the one that came out with like in twenty sixteen? Because oh, Livewire or whatever the fuck it's called, hardwired to hardwire. I don't give a shit. That, yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, "That's it's old Metallica." No, it's fucking not. It sounds yeah. like post Black album. <laughs> um. Yeah. What? I don't even know what else is coming out. Does anyone else have anything? I know there was the Rolling Stones album, but I know you don't give a shit about that either yeah um anything that's like from an artist that peaked in their 60s or 70s like i don't care fuck off <laughs> the david bowie album because that one was pretty good but no that was phenomenal i think that was like his better work uh than majority of like the post 90s stuff i mean he did some good stuff in post 90s for sure but like to me that was his best post 90s stuff. i mean say it's better than his 90s stuff because i don't even remember really most of his 90s stuff other than that one collab he did with mickey rourke um mm which is a weird fucking song. It's Mickey Rourke, the actor, uh, raps over a David Bowie uh, a song. And it's, oh, it's, so it's interesting, but it's weird. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm not a good music nerd anymore. I don't know what's what's upcoming. Well, I mean, we've yeah. all been well, in quarantine. I, I mean, the, 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 I kind of asked the question because I have like one album that's coming out uh, that I'm okay. hyped for is the new Idols album. Uh, oh i forgot about that yes. um and i i'm guessing we're gonna do a follow-up once 2020's ended and kind of see um do, like we'll try to do it in second half about, yeah we usually like, second um, half or... yeah last year we did that in uh december and that's usually when all the like top album lists come out so like we try to uh follow that bandwagon um all righty then well that's our show you heard it here first uh best three albums of the year nothing else is ever going to top it um and definitely check them out join our discord server and leave a comment if uh you have any feedback um because we love feedback and yeah so that's our show thank you guys for tuning in and um subscribe all that good stuff see you later stay safe bye y'all have fun inside <laughs>